We're going to be talking tonight about this confidence. It's the title of the message, this confidence. What is confidence? Well, confidence has quite a few different meanings, uh, if you look in a dictionary. Um, But there are three major ones that we'll look at and we'll discuss tonight. The first meaning of confidence is full trust. Belief in the powers, trustworthiness, or reliability of a person or a thing. For example, we have every confidence in their ability to succeed. The second one is belief in oneself and one's powers or abilities, self-confidence, self-reliance, assurance. His, an example uh, is his lack of confidence defeated him. And the third one is certitude or assurance. An example, he described the situation with such confidence that the audience believed him completely. So with such assurance, with such conviction that the audience believed him. I've never been a confident person myself from growing up um, and going through uh, childhood and then into an adult. Confidence has never been one of the traits that people would have said, well, he's a confident person. Um, he's, he's a person that you know, is always sure of himself and in, in what he can do. And with the help of the Lord, that has changed over many years. The Lord has helped me to be more confident in myself, but it's been a long road. And, uh, and I can only thank God for how he has helped me to trust in him. And if there's one thing that I have learned is that you can always put all your faith and your trust in Jesus. You will let yourself down. You will um, not have always cause to be confident in yourself, in your abilities, in what you can do, but you can always trust and you can always rely on Jesus, no matter what happens. He is the one. The one stability and the one thing that is always stable in our lives. There is no prerequisite to having confidence in Jesus. When we talk about having confidence and that we can always have confidence in Jesus, there isn't actually any prerequisite, anything we have to do before we can have confidence in Jesus. I know that when I went through university, there were certain subjects that had prerequisites. You had to have done this subject. You had to have studied this before you can do this subject. You had to have studied maths um, introductory maths before you could do um, the, the second year maths and so on and so forth. There were, there were some subjects that had, had many different prerequisites before you could actually do it because they built on what you had learned before. And, and so without having done those things before, um, you had no hope. You had no chance of actually understanding and following and, and passing that subject. So they recognized that and they made them prerequisites. But you don't, there are no prerequisites to having a confidence in Jesus. You don't have to take a course. You don't have to be especially spiritual to have full confidence in Jesus. We don't need to have any special gifts or knowledge or understanding of the Bible. We don't need to know really anything about the Bible to have full confidence in Jesus. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, talking about the, the Pharisees, the spiritual leaders of the time, 
They perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. See, they didn't have the prerequisites for being in the Phariseehood, um, in the, the spiritual leadership, but they had a confidence. They preached. They, they preached with confidence and they were bold, but they didn't have all of the learning, all of, all of the, the years and years of, of seminary that they had to go through to get to that point where they could be confident and where they could uh, follow God. But they had an effect. They had a power that was beyond what they had learned, beyond what they knew. And they, these, these spiritual leaders realized that they had been with Jesus. The only thing that we need to have is a relationship with Jesus. And then we can put all our faith and our trust in Him. The early church were uh, soon after in the same chapter forbidden to preach and to teach in the name of Jesus by the Pharisees, by the spiritual leaders. And this was a big deal. So what did they do? They prayed. In Acts 4 and 27 it says, For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. Everybody was against Jesus. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. They've turned their, their hand from Jesus. Jesus was dead according to their thoughts and their thinking. But they've turned their attention, their focus on those who followed Jesus now. And Lord, now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by thy by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. They were knit together with this prayer, with this focus on following Jesus. Neither said any of them that order of the things which possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. You see, the early church knew where they could put their faith, all of their faith and all of their confidence. They knew where they needed to go whenever anything went wrong. They knew that they could put all their faith and their confidence in Jesus. And then something incredible happened in the time of their crisis. God gave them a supernatural boldness that went beyond their situation, they went beyond everything that was going on around them. They were being threatened um, by these Pharisees. They could have been killed for disobeying this commandment of the Pharisees. But their boldness that they had was nothing to do with themselves or what they thought that they could do or they could accomplish. Their boldness came from a different source entirely. And we read that through the book of Acts, there are many miracles, many wonders, many signs Many a lot of preaching with boldness through the entire book of Acts because they put their faith, their trust in the Lord Jesus. It is very fitting that the book of Acts finishes with Paul preaching and teaching with all confidence. Acts 28, 30 and 31, the last two verses of the book of Acts, 
And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Now, if there was ever a man that would want to sit on the sidelines, it was Paul. Paul was a man that suffered many things for the name of Jesus. Again and again and again and again through his ministry, he suffered. In 2 Corinthians, there's, uh, he gives a, a, a long list of just what he went through for Jesus. Uh, he talks about, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent. In deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. He had a great responsibility um, towards those that he had preached to, the churches that he had raised up. And he says about them, who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? He would basically empathize with all of the saints, that all of the churches that he had, he had raised up previously. This list, it seems like there's nothing left out that Paul didn't go through. He went through massive trials and, and many things all the way through his life. And you would think that if anyone would think that it's time for a break now, it's time to retire, I've done enough for Jesus, it would be Paul. But we read the end of the book of Acts that at the end of his life that he was still preaching, he was still teaching, he was still doing it with all boldness and with all confidence because he put his faith and his trust in the one who had all power. And not in his own abilities, not in his situation, not what was going around him in his life. He put his faith and his trust in the one that is always sure. Even after suffering all those things, he was still able to preach and teach the word with all confidence. Why? How was he able to do that? Was Paul a masochist, a man who reveled in pain and in suffering? I don't think so. He was a man just like everybody else. There would have been many times in his life when Paul was feeling down, even depressed with all that went on in his life. When he thought about what had gone on, all the pain and all of the suffering that he'd gone through, there would have been many times that he just wanted it all to stop. But there was something that Paul had learned in his walk with God. He learned that he could always put his confidence and his trust in Jesus. Because Jesus would never, ever let him down, not even once. His confidence and trust wasn't in himself or in his abilities or how good he looked in the mirror. He knew that as long as he was doing the will of God, he had nothing to fear. He knew the verses in Proverbs that says, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. And also in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. 
Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. There are times that people will do things against us that we don't deserve, but it's not in what people do, in how people let us down, in how people persecute us. It is about our faith and our trust in Jesus. We should always have the confidence to come before Jesus no, ba- no matter how badly we mess up because he is faithful and just to forgive us every single time. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't give any provisos there. It doesn't give any, any things, or unless you do this, or unless you fail me this many times. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful even when we aren't. We just need to come back to him no matter how many times we mess up, how many times we fail, we can come to Jesus and he will always be good to us. He will always forgive us. And in Ephesians 3.12, it's talking about Jesus in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. We have we can come boldly to Him. We have access to Jesus with boldness because of what He has done for us. Hebrews 4, 14 to 16 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed in the, into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, our walk with God. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet, without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We don't have to come with fear and with trembling before God. We need to come with reverence, but we don't have to come thinking that God may not forgive us, but we can come boldly knowing His promises, knowing that He is faithful and just to forgive us. Philippians 1 and 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, God has started a work in you. When you start following him, when you start walking with him, he starts to do an incredible and mighty work in you. And as you let him, you become more and more like him. You become more and more like his image as we walk in you. And He started it in us, and He wants to finish it as well. He doesn't want to leave a work unfinished. He wants us to walk and to continue to walk no matter what happens in our lives. We can have confidence in Jesus no matter what we're going through or what we've been through in the past. You've already been through so much that now is not the time to give up. Jesus is coming back soon. Our confidence is not in this world or in people treating us the right way. Even people in the church are going to let us down sometimes. But our confidence is and should always be in Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And it talks about, in Hebrews 10 and and starting at verse 32, 
the walk that God has started to give us. But call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated, after God showed you the truth, ye endured a great fight of afflictions. Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. It uh, goes on to say, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath a great recompense of reward. We can have a confidence in what Jesus has done in us. We may have gone through a lot in the past because we've come to Jesus, but if we continue to have a confidence in Him, there is great rewards that God has for us. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Patience continuing in Jesus no matter what happens. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. See, the only thing that will stop God's walk or God's work in us that He has started, that He is continuing to do in us, that He wants to finish in us, is if we walk away, is if we go back, is if we give up because we think it's too hard. And it all depends on where we put our faith, our confidence, and our trust. It can be so easy to put our faith and our confidence in the things of this earth that seem stable and seem to be certain. We have been a very stable nation that has not seen war within our borders for many, many years. But things can change in a moment and last forever. The United States found that out with 9-11. One moment they had a stable and secure nation and economy. And the next moment everything changed forever in that nation. Nobody felt safe and secure anymore. That which people had put their faith and trust in was found out to be changeable and movable after all. We can put our faith in our families, our parents, our children, our blood relatives, but they're human. They're just people like us, and they will let us down, one way or another, eventually. If we put all our faith in them, we will be surely and sorely disappointed. We can put our faith in doctors and surgeons who have spent many years studying and training to get where they are at. But they make mistakes too. They can misdiagnose illnesses and completely botch surgery. They're human. They can make mistakes. They might have a great track record, even a perfect track record, but that's no guarantee in this life that the next person they see won't be their greatest mistake. It's not worth it to put our faith, our confidence, our trust in the medical profession. Disappointment lies ahead if you do that. We can put our faith and our trust in our jobs, in, the, in what seems to be stable, in what seems to be secure, but everything is changeable. We went through a mining boom in, in Western Australia for many years, but all of a sudden, bam, it's gone. And many people found themselves out of work. That would seem so stable and was, seemed like it was just going to keep going on forever and ever and growing and growing went bust very, very quickly because people put their faith and their trust in something that was not sure, something that was movable after all. Some people put 
their faith and their trust in people in the church. And we're all people. We're all humans. We all make mistakes sometimes. And there are some times when people get hurt and sometimes hurt badly by people in the church, those who perhaps should know better. But, and many people have left the church because of, of what they uh, believe is, is people that have done them wrong and perceived slights and, and things like that. But if you put your faith and your trust in that, in the people in the church, then you're going to be sorely dis- disappointed. Even the pastor isn't perfect. I'm sorry to say that, but, but, um, but it's true. Sometimes even the pastor may hurt you or let you down because they are also fallible. They are also human. And nobody gets everything right all the time. If you put all your faith and your trust in a pastor or in, in people in the church, then when they let you down, you're going to lose your salvation. But if you put your faith and your trust in Jesus, then he will never let you down. He will never give you any cause to, to walk away because it's not in people that we put our faith and our trust. Some people put their faith and their trust in themselves, in what they think they can do, in what um, they, they think they have, uh, I don't know, some sort of oracle of knowledge or something, and, and they put all their faith and their trust in their own abilities, in what they understand, in what they know, in what they do, but they will be found out in the end. There will always come a time when there's something that they can't do. Maybe they, they get uh, hit with a terminal illness, and they find out that everything isn't sure after all. And they, there's some things that they just can't do within themselves. We definitely can't put our faith in the stock market or in riches or in properties. We've seen stock market crashes where people lose their entire life savings and fraudsters and thieves that steal riches away and real estate market dropouts. Even in, 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 uh, when real estate seems to be going well, but there's suddenly a dropout and people lose their riches, their fortunes and that time. Nothing is guaranteed in this life, in this world. And if you put your faith and your trust in anything in this world, anything at all, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Everything we can see or touch will let us down eventually. Machines will break down. Your car, no matter how much you, you love it, is going to eventually break down. It's going to, going to let you down at some stage. But there is one who will never let us down. He's the only one worth putting our complete and total faith and trust in. His name is Jesus. Jesus is invariable. He doesn't say one thing and then take it back the next day. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. There's no change. There's no variableness. There's no shadow of turning with Jesus. And... That's what it says in James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. When God says something, it comes to pass. When God says something, we can put our faith and our trust in that all the way through our lives because it comes from God and not from man and not from this world. Jesus is the only true constant that we can have in our lives. 
and he will never, ever, ever let us down. Not even once. I can truthfully say that Jesus has never let me down. Yes, I've gone through some very trying times, but Jesus has always been right there with me and always delivered me in the end. Jesus never said that everything would be rosy and always go right for you. He never promised us that, but he did say that no matter what happened before and what he allows to happen to you, that he will never leave or forsake you. And we looked at that in Hebrews 13 and verse 5 just before. That's something that you can take to the bank. That's something that you can rely on. That's something that you can put your faith and your trust in. If I could get someone to the piano, please. We talked about three definitions of confidence earlier. Well, I want to make a statement which includes all the three of those types of confidence. We can have confidence within ourselves because our confidence is completely in Jesus Christ and so we can speak with confidence to others. See, Jesus is the one that gives us confidence. Jesus is the one that we can put our faith and our trust in. We don't have to believe in ourselves, but when we believe in our God, then he is the one that makes the difference in our lives. Do you want that confidence within yourself? It comes from putting your complete faith and your trust in your Savior, Jesus Christ. The only one who will never leave you, forsake you, or let you down. When you know that it's not in your own power or in your own strength that you're doing anything for him, but it's the power of Jesus. The one who has all authority and power and power in heaven and earth. When we choose to be on God's side, we're automatically on the winning team. If you want that confidence tonight, the altars are open. Come and put all your faith and your trust in Jesus, and he will never let you down. Everything else will let you down, but he will never let you down.